Thank you that you make our lives complete. We bless your name, Father. Thank you that as Jesus was to the disciples, so the Holy Spirit is to us. We can do nothing without him. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will glorify the Father today as you host us one more time. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Please put your hands together for Jesus. Please, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. So, we want to continue by the grace of God. Yesterday, we began talking about the challenges or the, the struggles of the lay pastor. And uh, we remembered from Revelation chapter 21, verse 7, that he that overcometh shall inherit all things. Uh, shall inherit all things. And he will be my son. Amen. I will be his God and he shall be my son. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God. He shall be my son. You see, so don't look at, when we're talking about the struggles of the lay pastor, we're talking about uh, a number of things that when you overcome, it will make you complete. You will inherit all things. Ministry is an inheritance. See, an inheritance is not something you work for. An inheritance is something that is passed on to you. Yeah. Ministry um, is an inheritance. Anointing is an inheritance. Yeah. And so, you have to learn to overcome the barriers. The barriers. You see, when... um, Jacob and Esau were both given a start. Come. And although it was told to Esau, it was heard by Jacob. And then, so he also took off. And he overcame the barriers of delays, procrastination, lethargy, doubt, and all the things. He even got help from his mother. Whatever it takes. And in the end, he inherited all things. And Esau, with all the delays, and, you know, Esau had issues with his mother, you know. Mother didn't really like him. Amen. (laughs) Did you hear anything? Ah, Okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, it's an inheritance. And then when you overcome certain stumbling blocks, then you can inherit all things. It means that there are variations and different versions and levels of ministry that everybody has, depending on how many of the obstacles you have overcome. How many of the struggles you have overcome. You see? Then, overcome this, then these are hurdles, you know? And things like that. And then you inherit all things. That should be our aim. That's excellence. You see. And not only that. 
you also get, you will be my, I will be your God and you will be my father. So, this is some of the things that as far as lay ministry is concerned, you know, this can be used in many places. As far as lay ministry is concerned or lay pastor is concerned, these are some of the roadblocks you need to learn to overcome or the challenges or struggles. And we said number one is lay pastors struggle with the concept of full-time ministry. And I think we went into that quite well. And then lay pastors struggle with the concept of independence or struggle with independence. And then we also learn we struggle with keeping rank. You see, and I think we understand that by now. And I don't think there's going to be any misbehavior. And these days, you misbehave from independence or from not knowing. You see, it's important to know who you are and who you are not. It's as much important to know who you are as it is to know who you are not. It's not enough to know that you are a lay pastor. But it's enough to know that you are not a full-time pastor. And there's a difference. And the difference is okay. I support the difference. I promote the difference. I, have, I believe in the difference. And they say, we did all that. We don't need to go in again. And then we keep our ranks. The, f- the next thing that the lay pastors struggle with, lay pastors struggle with offenses from transfers and changes. Offenses from transfers and changes. You change something, no, you make transfer, then, then it's a problem. And often it's because of the fact that we are lay. Certain things, the Pharaoh has laid out his plan for us, and then we make certain changes. You affect a whole lot of things. It can easily lead you to be offended. But you see, you have to learn to realize that we are not running the ministry based on your job. Yeah. And if you, one of the things you, you will overcome and get nearer to overcoming and inheriting all things is when you are aware of the fact that it's not about your job. Your job is a blessing. We thank God. We pray for promotion. We pray for even anointing for you to have favor. But at the end of the day, if you accept the job of priesthood, whether it is lay or it is about the ministry. And your job must fit in. Yeah. The reason why transfers are a problem and are offensive is because of our jobs. Because of our secular nature. You see, always put it in perspective. This is about God. This is about ministry. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You see? So, when people you see, will come to juggling and how to be, um, um, they have they also struggle with, the, with, the, with, 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 with balancing uh, 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 the secular life and ministry. But you have to, there, there shouldn't be a struggle in that area. When you have in your mind that I am a priest who is working somewhere, that thing must enter into your heart. That is ministry first. If you have that thing, a lot of the struggles will go away. And perhaps you should pray to God for promotion, for income. And not say, oh, no, no, no. In lay ministry, you shouldn't tell yourself, oh, because of the, I'm not going to take a promotion. I'm not going to, it's not a good thing. 
the promotion, take the money and run. Yeah. Money, finances are part of your ministry if you are lay. It's expensive to be a lay pastor in Lighthouse. It's expensive. I say again, it's expensive. It is expensive to be a good lay pastor. You have to fly sometimes. You have to buy church buildings. You have to give tithes. You have to even pay for some church members. That's why Paul said, ah, I, I will more, more gladly spend and be spent of you. For the more I love you, the less I be loved. Yeah. I will more gladly spend and be spent of you. Yeah. For the more I love you, the less I be loved. I'm giving, I'm giving you. You don't seem to get any money. But spiritually, you are actually gaining ground. So we get offended with transfers because of our jobs. Let me give you some examples of people who got offended. You will never be one of them in Jesus' name. Second Samuel chapter 14, verse 31. I thought I lost my voice. It's come back. Hallelujah. Second Samuel chapter 14, verse 31 to 32. Then Joab arose and came to Absalom unto his house and said, you know, Absalom was misbehaving and he was banished. Yeah. When he killed his brother, he was banished. I don't come here again. This is what you are doing. And then he was banished out. And later on, he went to and then the Joab brought him back. Brought him back. And when he brought him, he said, the king said, I don't want to see him. Let him not come to my palace. He can be out there. He's gone to burn your farm and things like that. Joab's farm. And why? It's my farm. And then brought Joab. Joab went to negotiate and he came. When he came, so I said, okay, he can come to the city, but he can't come to my house. And he just, he had been transferred, banished from the city to outside there somewhere. Outside there, he had been brought back. And when he brought I said, no, I still don't like this place. Take me to the palace. I'm royalty. Offended with the transfers. Now listen. Then Joab arose and came. Eh? Joab chapter 14. I mean, second Samuel chapter 14, verse 31 to 32. And Joab arose and came to Absalom unto his house and said unto him, Wherefore has thy servant set fire to my field? A bad boy. You set fire to your father's army general's field. And then Absalom answered Joab, Behold, I sent unto thee, saying, Come here, come hither, that I may send thee to the king to say, Why am I come here to Geshur? It had been good for me to have been there still. Now therefore, let me see the king's face, and if there be any iniquity in me, let him kill me. Why has the king sent me to Geshur? No, I don't want to be in this place. Change, let the king change the transfer. If I've done anything, you should do, kill me. I will not take transfer. Wow. Yeah, I don't like where I am. Will he be in a place like this? Will you be in a place like this? Joah, you are there, I'm here. No, 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 I set your thing on fire. I don't like the way they are. Transfer me, moving me around. Mm. I would have preferred to stay in my previous branch. 
Yeah, look at the kind of sheep that are here. This pastor, look at the way I built my church and look at the, the, the hand coop that I'm in here. Yeah. Look at the hand coop I'm in here. And transfer, by the way, is not only moving from branch to branch. Transfer is also, you are in the safe church nicely there, the children are there, their parents are bringing you gifts, and suddenly they say you should join the dancing stars. Dancing stars? Dancing stars. Just because one day we were having pastor's appreciation, they said adults should come and do adult dance. And then I came and I danced, and then they picked up that I could dance. Now they've transferred me from the children's church. Now I have to be a dancing star. And I'm not even prepared here. Look at all my gifts that I've left. The mothers would come and would gifts all the time. And look, the children never offended me. Look at these dancing stars. Even we dance right, somebody's dancing left. What is this? That's supposed to be a transfer as well. It's a transfer. Yeah. It's a transfer. Now listen, let me tell you something. Don't be offended with the transfer. Don't be offended. Because with each transfer comes an anointing. Yeah. There is something called the gift of grace and apostleship in Romans chapter 1 and verse 5. Every apostle, apostle means be, to be sent. A ministry of the apostle is to be sent, the sent one to do a new mission. And don't think because you have not been sent out, even moved from here to here, you have been moved from one thing to another. There is a new grace. Bible says being given grace according to the gift that you, uh, the gift that you have a gift according to the grace that is given to you and according to your faith. So the gift comes with grace and is by faith. Now watch this. Eh? By whom you have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith. Grace and apostleship. Apostleship never works alone. There's a grace with it. There's a grace with every apostleship. There's a grace. There are twins. Grace and apostleship. Grace and apostleship. Grace and apostleship. Grace is given when you accept the apostleship. Yeah. And the gifts of, of grace that God gives you, it never takes it back. The gifts and callings of God, they are without repentance. So if I'm here, as I was there and I was a branch pastor and I started a branch in Nansoman and I got there and I was given a grace to start, that grace I have it. When I come to America and now there's a grace to start another, they give me another grace for that apostolic mission. I've added, now A plus B is my level now. Now, if I accept, even if they return me back to the church, I don't go with the old grace, but there's a new grace because it's a new day, a new set of people. Even if you go to the same branch again, you are not the same. There's a new grace. You are offended at your promotion. Why? Anuntina, you can't be anointed. Let me tell you, the lover boy David was a man of transfers. David started off as a little brother shepherd boy in the backside of the desert. 
He was there writing, the Lord is my shepherd. And I was writing, I mean, in the secret place of the Most High, shall not abide under the, writing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, worshiping God, fighting bulls, fighting lions, fighting um, all these things. That was it. Then he was transferred to a messenger. To a messenger. Go and send bread and supplies to your brothers in the field. Not even a soldier. Not even a soldier. Not even a soldier. That's a transfer. He got apostleship for messenger. A grace came upon him. That grace for that apostleship is what? God said, huh? You can be in secret. Nobody knows you at the back. You worship me. You do your things. No problem. I will test you. The way you can fight lions and bears. Now, it was actually a certain uh, blessing or grace I've given. Now, I'm sending you as a messenger. Little did he know that fighting bears and all these things, God was anointing him for a fight with Goliath. But the test was a transfer. Leave the sheep and become a messenger. Wow, an army somebody who can fight and win over lions and bears. I should now go and carry bread. Do you know my level? Do you know the level of grace on my life? Oh, no, no, no. Sometimes it takes a little grace to enter a big grace. A little grace of a messenger was about to grant him the grace of overcoming and killing Goliath. But if you don't accept that little grace, you will never get the big grace. Yeah. Yeah. So he accepted to be a messenger. Little grace but it was a seed grace. The harvest was big. So he went. And because the little grace was on, look at the way he suffered. Ah, look, I know your naughtiness. What have you come here to do? Those were the words of the brothers. I know you. Why? Who have you left the little sheep, the few sheep? It was because he was carrying little grace. Therefore, he was not regarded. He suffered people saying nonsense to him. But I said, no, he's there not a cause. His son said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? For this, little grace with the insults and no problem. He just turned away to another set of people. Who, he asked, what will be given to the person who conquers this fool? And they said, the, kings, the king give you his daughter and all this. Little grace, little grace is now about to get big grace. Transfer. He doesn't get offended. Even they're insulting him, he's not offended. Ah, is that not a cause? He just turned away, no problem. No problem. He started talking to other people. Wow. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of God? There was Goliath. Then he turned and said, I think I can do this. I got this. I got this. And he started saying, you know, he's a build-up. He said, I had a grace for fighting. The God who gave me ability and grace for apostleship over over bears and over lions the same who sent me through this I trust him he didn't fail me now the same with the same material he will overcome this uncircumcised Philistine you today I will give your head to the bears the fowls of the air yeah immediately ah this guy can be trusted they try to put on armor and says, no, 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 no. I just need the grace for this apostleship. This transfer is good. It's good for me. He took the same tools he had used for previous graces and apostleship. The same, um, um, what's it called? Sling. Five stones. Is this three or five? 
Find stones. Put it there. Shoo, straight to Goliath's head. Grace and apostleship was working because he had accepted transfer. Suddenly, that man was down. It's a buildup of grace with each transfer. You don't just get up one day and say, I'm going to the field to fight Goliath. God would have tested you level for level for level. And if you are offended with transfers, you will never do well. Suddenly they were singing his tune. Saul has killed his thousands. David his ten thousand. Saul has killed his thousand. David his ten thousand. Saul has killed his thousands. David his ten thousand. Saul has killed his thousands. David his ten thousand. Saul has killed his thousand. David his ten. That's a key. That's the key. Key search apostle, search apostle, then the key. Yeah. Transfer. No problem. That was it. That was it. Even he didn't end there. David was transferred again. Go and play the harp. Now he has moved from, from worship choir. Yeah. To ushering. To take bread. Now he's going to prayer warrior. To kill demons that are fighting against the church. Now he has been sent to the music ministry instrumentalist. Play. 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 Now he's been moved to the deliverance ministry. Cast out demons. That's what all those were transfers. Oh. Transfers. Then at a point, they send him that, you know what? Go and into the transportation ministry. Go and carry the ark of God to the city of David. He said, no problem, I'll do it. He got offended once. He went away. Because of the, some things that shook. Then he saw that man have sinned. Three months, he was told, I don't care if you got offended. Go and be restored. David, he realized his transfer. When he got offended, it was a bad thing. Within three months, David went by and said, look, I take, I take the transfer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So it's okay once you're offended. But think about it and be like David. Why was I transferred? I will take the transfer. I will take the transfer. I will take. And he came back. And he, when he came back, God granted him another grace now to become a dancing star. He danced until his clothes fell off. Hey, do you remember? Dancing star. David has been transferred, eh? No wonder God calls a man after my heart. Yeah. Do you know how to become a David? Do you know David? Do you know David? He's a man of transfers. Yeah. A man of transfers. Dancing stars. A king has now been told, go and be in the dancing And he danced with excellence until his clothes fell off. He danced with the little girls in the church. It wasn't too much. You, Mr. Pastor Man, you sing, you have a good voice. Since they made you a pastor, you've dumped down your music ministry. Look at you, shame. 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 He danced until his clothes fell off. And his wife, Mika, 
looks and says, there goes the king. You call yourself a king who was dancing today as one of those vain, vain fellows who dances. Really? He said, let me tell you something in case you don't know. It was the same God who chose me before your father was the same God who granted me grace, transferred me, transferred, until he transferred me into becoming a king, becoming a pastor, into becoming a convener. The father was there before, but he chose me. You say, I'm foul. I will even be more vain before him. I will even be more vile. My clothes fell off. These are my pants fall off. Yes, but I will be regarded by the front of the same women which you despise. And to actually endorse what he said, God struck Michal with barrenness. Do you know what this guy has been through? What have he been through? What have you survived? What have you suffered? He's gone through transfer after transfer after transfer. And today he accepts to be in the dancing stars. You are saying that, how are they mistreating you? A king should not be there. Well, look, these people, that's what they do. They don't like you. They don't like you. He said, no, no, it's not true. He likes me. If he didn't like me, he wouldn't have chosen me before your father. It doesn't matter. Even, oh, this man, don't mind him. Don't mind. He's the one who punishes you. Remember, he struck somebody dead. If you dance this way, he struck you. Then no, no. That's why. Job would say such a thing that, yet though he, 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 he slay me, yet will I trust him. Yeah. He too, the woman came and said, ah, are you still worshiping God? He's transferred you from riches to a poor man. So, I said, no, no. It's the Lord who gave the Lord has taken. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Transfers are gold. They come with Grace. Yeah, I have been in the drama ministry. I have been in all kinds of ministry. I acted richie rich, the rich fool in the Bible. Yeah, at one point I had to pray, Lord, take away the foolishness and give me the riches. Hey! Transfers are good. When you're transferred, Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.24, Faithful is he who calleth thee, who also will do it. What do you understand by that? He has called you from dancing star to messenger star. He's giving you the dancing star anointing with the callings and gifts there without repentance. He's not going to take it away. You are being sent somewhere to add on to the next level. A anointing A plus anointing B is definitely better than anointing A minus. Yes, there are levels. There are levels. There are levels. There are levels. You see me standing here? You know what I've been through? You know what I've suffered? You know the rebukes? You know the branches? You know the transfers? It was just yesterday that Sister Marker was saying, I thought that Lay World Movement was started 2017. She said, no, it was 2015. I said, what do you mean? He said, do you remember you were at a meeting in daddy's house and you were the only person overnight meeting? I didn't know. I said, ah. Ah. And that day, the trouble I went through, I remember. I was invited for that meeting 
And then after the meeting, they had a consecration. Bishop Oko or somebody was being consecrated. They said, we should come for the consecration. I said, I had diarrhea. So I didn't go. Yeah. And then the following day, we were continuing the meeting. So I came for the meeting. I came happily. Yeah. I was the meeting. I asked everybody. Everybody was looking at me. How was the meeting? Then walks in daddy. Kojo, where were you? I said, oh, I told Reverend Kobe to tell you that I had diarrhea. I said, okay. So because of that, you stayed, huh? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was bold, quite confident. Oh, yeah. It was abdominal pain, diarrhea. I so, okay. Then a question was thrown in. So, because, like I said, so you, should, you, 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 were, you, were, you felt okay to stay? I said, yeah. <laughs> hey. Then Bishop threw in a question. So, if you were being consecrated and you had diarrhea, would you have stayed behind? That was when my words finished. That was when I realized the gravity of what I was dealing with. I said, look, we can't trust you with other people's things. You come all the way from America, we're having consecration, you stay because of diarrhea. If it was your consecration, you would have come, Bishop Sachs said, you would have come to my office and laid there and then done one, two, three, and when you take Imodium and you do the last pull and then you go for your consecration and come right back to my office, I would have organized it for you and you would have done it. But you didn't do it for this. I was faced solid. I didn't enjoy the meeting till the end. Yeah. Will you enjoy the meeting? I never moved my bowel again till I got to America. All the poo-poo finished. The diarrhea vanished immediately. Yeah. 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 Instant constipation. Ladies and gentlemen, transfers should not bring offenses. It should actually make you celebrate. Make you celebrate. I have moved from city to city to city. Yeah. Yeah. Moved from um, um, QFC to First Love. Did a wonderful job. And then called a meeting. No. No more First Love. Then they put me in hybrid mode. Then, no. Then they put me back to QFC. Then I saw QFC. Then they took the First Love portion of QFC. Gave it to my son. Hey. Now you are into QFC squared. Wow. Struggle, struggle. Then they say, okay, you know, because of this, you're going to become a hybrid. What is hybrid? (laughs) Hybrid pastor. When First Life is organizing, you are there. QFC is organizing, you are there. But who am I? No problem. They are giving me a hybrid anointing, a hybrid grace with a hybrid transfer. It takes something an accumulation of graces to come to a point where you can be complete, wanting nothing. You overcome. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Clap for Jesus. Will you overcome? God changes your vessel, eh? When you are transferred, he even changes your verse. Jeremiah chapter 48 verse 10. Cursed is he that worketh, doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. And cursed be he that keepeth back his sword from the sword, from the blood. Now watch this. Moab has been at ease. And he has settled 
on his lease. Settled in one place, no transfer. You are at the rock of Gibraltar. Rock of ages. Nobody has moved you. Unmovable. Always abounding in one branch. And you call yourself steadfast. Unmovable. You are steadfast in one grace. That's what it means. You won't move up. You watch what happens to such people. He has settled on his lease and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. Neither has he gone into captivity. Have I struggled? What have he been through? Therefore, his taste remains in him. You are the same. You haven't changed. And your scent is still the same. Taste and scent change with transfers. But when you settle on your lease, nothing changes. You should be emptied from vessel to vessel. Do you know what that means? What was your grace? The one they give you another job, another vessel, they pour your old grace into this one. Something is inside. Because what does the Bible say in 2 Corinthians chapter 4? Is it 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7? That says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of man. The treasure is in heaven vessels. You, you are, it's God who puts the treasure there for anything. Grace is giving you, it's a pouring into that vessel. Your vessel must be changed from level to level. They pour this in, they pour, even if you think that whatever is there, they pour it out. Some will remain there from the old place. Then they add, your vessel has not been emptied from, from I mean, your, your grace has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, different vessel. God makes you a different, prepares you and has to pour. Now you are the vessel. From vessel to vessel, emptied from vessel. Look at what he says here. He has not been, he has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. God is the one who puts the treasure in this earthen vessel. And listen, when he puts it there, the excellency is of him. It's not something you could have cooked up. There's no way I can preach to powerful people like you. It's not possible. Especially when I've lost my information. Yes. Two months worth of work. And it was one week to preaching to 2,000 Ghana pastors. One week to... I was to we were in Korea and it was one week to go. What you do? If you are not a vessel to vessel to vessel graces type of person, you will struggle. And he struggled in this place. Transfers equip you for emergencies and things like that. Because he has this treasure in earthen vessels. And he wants to prove that the excellency is not of you, it's of me. Just take on the transfer and see, I will do it. Faithful is he who calleth. But not Moab, he wouldn't. He rested and settled on his lease and wouldn't go. So his scent never changed. His taste never changed. You're the same. We can't taste something different from. One person that I picked, what is, where's Kelvin? He said, I listened to your message eight years ago. 
What did he say? say tell, tell me what he said. He said, he said he listened to your message from eight years ago. And as you're preaching now, it's like you even become more fiery. I mean, you see, what I have become is I've become a little boy who can be changed and sent all around. All around. Change direction. No, don't do this. No, don't do this. Do this. That's what a little boy has become. But what has changed is the treasure that has been poured in as I have gone from vessel to vessel to vessel to vessel. Clap for the Lord Jesus. It's not me at all. You see? But Moab was not like that. His son never changed. And he says, Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send unto him wondrous and shall cause him to wonder. Now you try to find something to do. You see that the church, you don't want to be transferred. You see, at a point, you won't even like it. You are looking for another church. But tell it, the way you are, nobody will transfer you. Mm, just be there. Shall cause him to wonder and shall empty his vessels and break their bottles. Even the letter that you have, you will lose. And Moab shall be ashamed of Chemosh as the house of Israel was ashamed of Bethel, their confidence. You know, when you have wine in a bottle and you don't pour it, fresh wine cannot come. Bible says, settle on them. You know what lease is? Lease is the debris that collects in old wine. It makes when you see it, you don't like it. You are settled on your lease. It's so old that it has become particulate. The lease is that thing which is at the bottom. When you are in one place, not only don't you become fresh, you actually become detestable. When you see wine and there are a lot of particles, you are not likely to drink it. Clap for the Lord Jesus. The next one. Lay pastors struggle with rebukes and corrections. <laughs> Do you want to hear that or we should move on to the next point? They struggle with rebukes. And correction. I see somebody being transferred soon in Jesus' name. I see somebody even requesting for a transfer. I see somebody deciding I'm going to start a branch just so that I'll get another grace for another level of apostleship. All y'all who don't like starting branches and you blame it, oh, I've, 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 I've done my part. I've, I've, I've paid my dues. Paid your dues? Where's your membership? <laughs> Rebukes and corrections. Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 9. Verse number 8. Chapter 9. Verse number 8. Chapter 9. Verse number 8. Reprove not his corner. Lest he hate thee. But rather rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. Hallelujah. Rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. You know, chastening and rebukes are not pleasant. Never. 
Have you been faced before? Lighthouse will humble you. Yes. If only you can receive rebukes. Somebody just added. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Only people who can be chastised are the ones who can be loved and can be molded. You know? Anybody who cannot be rebuked cannot be humble. And the grace and apostleship, the Bible says, God resists the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Yeah. Anyone, it doesn't matter how much gray hair is now moved from your armpit, is moving to your stomach. Very soon we'll know where it will land. Now you have pot belly and it's with gray hair. You can't be rebuked. What you have become is proud. Yeah. You can't be corrected. You can't be rebuked. What do I gain by correcting somebody? Only that. That's why God said in Hebrews chapter 12 that them that the father loved, he chasteneth. It's part of it. If I'm not interested, do you think a guy walking, as Dr. Notch will say, somebody will come, the pants are down. Yo, yo, yo. Do you think I can go and just try, pull your pants up for the guy who was on the road? They may even shoot me. He may be drunk. But if you are my son, I can tell you, if you want to sleep another night on the bed in my house, cut that damn pants off. I never want to see your boxer shorts above your trousers again. Otherwise, you will not sleep in this house. Uh-huh. That's a sign. That's a sign. And if he listens, he will get back. Think about the word correction. To make you correct. To make you correct. To make you right. To make you better. To upgrade you. To remove the wrongs and the defilements so that you will be refined. That's what correction is. Clap for Jesus. So we shouldn't correct you. You have signed up and you have said, oh, we are operating under the full time. We are the wives. We are like the Holy Spirit. Even the Holy Spirit keeps its rank, eh? Big Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. I need you. And he responds to command and, and things like that. And you, we cannot talk to you. Big Holy Spirit can be told by small you. No wonder you cannot even command the Holy Spirit. You cannot be commanded. You cannot be corrected. You cannot be reproved. You cannot be told what to do. But you want to tell the Holy Spirit what to do. You command the host from today, don't don't come again. Just be host. Just be host. You are telling the Holy Spirit. You are now correct. Look, hitherto you have come. You say, Come, Holy Spirit. Now I don't want you coming again. I'm changing it. You should come as a host. That's what you do to the helper. You are the helper, you are the lay, and you cannot be told what to do. How can the Holy Spirit be with you? Yeah. You are a joker. You are a joker. 
You are a joker. Me? I said, Proverbs 6.23 Commandment is a lamp and rebukes Huh? Or the law is a light. Reproofs or instructions are the way of life. It's normal. You are dead if you can't receive correction. It's the way of life. Yeah. I'm saying commandment is lamp. When they command you, you have direction. Yeah. Yeah, reproofs and instructions, they are the way of life. What's wrong with you? Why can't we correct you? Why can't they correct? Why can't your bishop correct you? You have had an attitude for too long. Come on now, attitude. What do you instead of having an altitude? Why are you having an attitude? Drop that attitude so that you can attain an altitude. Clap for the Lord Jesus. being attitudinal. Stop having attitudes so that you can grow, so that you can be corrected, so that you can be upgraded, so that you can be promoted, so that you can come up. Stop. It's, we are tired of your behavior. We are tired of your attitude. You are alone. Even when we are coming to correct you, we have to pray and fast for three days. Why? We have seen you clearly wrong. Clearly wrong. You are misbehaving. You are some way. We know it. We know it. Without a shadow of doubt. Even your church members know it. But your bishop cannot dare come to correct you. That's to pray and fast for three days. Are you a convention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of praying and fasting to have a convention for your church members, he's praying and fasting just to come and sit at you. And then, even when he's stammering a lot, he has to come with a team. A team, including your mother. What's wrong with you? Proverbs 4 23, uh, 13. Better is a wise child than an old and a foolish king who can no longer be admonished. You are a king. You are old. But you are a fool. A fool sandwich. A fool beggar. Someone say fool beggar. The lower level bread is the um, old. It's called old. Beautiful. Aged nicely with gray hair in the armpit, gray hair on the belly. Yeah. Central region hasn't arrived. Oh. Gray hair. Gray hair in your beard. Uh-huh. You have to get up for the hoary or the gray-headed. You have to honor the aged. And you quote it in Leviticus to us. No problem. So the old is under. Then you bring the next level bread. It's a king, expensive bread with crowns. 
status, rich. It's called Rev, doctor, uncle, daddy. That's a stat, that's a king. He has authority. He has authority and he's old. Sandwich king here, sandwich old here. What is in between? Fool. Fool. If it was ham in between, you call it a hamburger. If it was cheese in between, you call it a chief burger. But if it is a fool in between, you call it a fool beggar. From today, when they can't correct you, call yourself a fool beggar. Fool bugger. Bugger. Nigerians will say bugger. He's a fool bugger. Hamburger. My friend. One day, my friend Nigerian sat me down and said, Ah, this Ghanaian, what, what, what is this that? He said, um, what was it? Um, he said a word. It was funny. I realized that oh, I'm Ghana were funny. Oh, he said, what was the word? I've forgotten. Uh, you are going to work. He said, what is work? No, you are going to walk. And he said, he said yeah, work. And I said, he said you, you can't say you are going to work. Work, and spell work. I said, W-O-R-K. I said, listen to you. How do you pronounce O? He said, O. I said, so why do you say work? It's O, walk. Oh, <laughs> I say this one you win. Clap for Jesus. Say hamburger, full burger, full burger. Yeah. You have to learn to be admonished, to be corrected. Otherwise, you are a full burger. My pastor taught me that one. Genesis chapter four, from verse one. I'll show you a full burger. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare came and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again, what am I closing? In one hour? Okay. You said it. Me, I can go another day. Anyway, and she again bore. Be careful what you ask for, eh? Easily have it. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel also brought of the firstlings, firstlings, of his flock and of the fat thereof and the Lord had respect hmm? the Lord had what? respect unto Abel and to his offering but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect and Cain was wroth and his countenance fell and the Lord said unto Cain why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his, it's not it, his desire. And but you should rule over it. 
sin lieth at the door. And you are his desire. You are his desire. Operative word, his. What you was offending you that caused your countenance to fall, that caused sin to start entering your heart. I'm about to leave. I'll bash this person. I'll talk about criticizing this person. Sin at that point is a spirit. He desires you. He has been waiting at the door. The entry point and starting point of most oranguism, most misbehavior towards authority, most loss of jobs, most loss of ministry, most loss of anointing is a correction or a rebuke. That causes your countenance to fall and you become wroth or angry. Once your countenance falls, and you become angry at a rebuke. Listen, sin lies at the door, and his desire is for you. And the Bible says, you must overcome it. Yeah. When somebody is following or what's it called? Um, what was the word? Ch- ch- like tracking you and things. What's following trying stalking you stalking stalking you all the time the person is has a sinister mind stalking you waiting for the next opportunity when you enter you close it but he's at the door waiting for you to open it is gaining wanting to gain access into your heart stalking and his desire I will explain the desire to you eh? you will be shocked He's at the door. He's at the door. You know, there are these thieves who put something, once you come out of your door to go to a place, they throw something that stalks at the door. Yeah. His desire is for you. Most people who get offended, most people who leave the church, most people who leave jobs, most people who leave marriages, most people who disconnect from good things, this is the starting point. Correction, rebuke, instruction, something that makes your countenance fall and you get angry. Bible says the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. It's not possible. James chapter 1, whether it's 19 or 20. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Now look. His desire. You. You shall be. His desire. It means you don't have to allow him to desire you. But you must rule over it. This was God speaking. He knew what was about to happen. And told his son. Look. You've done something wrong. But don't worry. I've rebuked you. If you were doing well. Would I not. I mean. Commend you. But you did wrong, and I've rebuked you. And is that why you are behaving? Let me tell you, you may not know, but what you are going through is dangerous. Yeah. I'm the one who rebuked you. I know the danger of your reaction. Yeah. If you keep reacting this way, something will come into you and destroy you. He didn't heed. He didn't take the instruction. He went, the next thing is he murdered his brother. And the blood of his brother spoke to God until he was cursed. 
And he said, this, this, this curse is too much for me. He became a vagabond and he became a source of attack for many things. Let me show you in the New Testament. Listen, Bible says wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous. Have you heard that scripture before? Proverbs 27 verse 5. Wrath is cruel. Wrath is cruel. Wrath is cruel. And anger is outrageous. Bring it. Proverbs 27 verse 7 or verse 4 verse 5. It's, I think it's there. Yeah. Wrath is cruel. And anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy? The guy was envious of his brother for doing well. And his cruelty and anger have also come. Oh, already, wrath is cruel. Anger is outrageous. And you go and add envy. These three were combining in Cain. Envious of his brother's position now that God liked him. Now angry, wrath, anger. All because of the next verse. Open rebuke. Open rebuke. Open rebuke is what people don't like. It's hide and tell me. Open rebuke. It leads to wrath, anger, fall in countenance. Envy, because usually when they rebuke you, there's a standard that somebody has done right. And it's open. We can't correct you openly. You are proud. Now I have to come and visit you in your closet. Are we coming to have a quiet time with your, your mistake? No. I am talking about open rebuke because usually bedroom rebuke often doesn't, even people get usually the reason you are angry is because somebody has heard that you are not doing right. Yeah. Why didn't you say it to me in public? It's embarrassing me. You're embarrassing me. You're proud. Bible says in Timothy, I think it's first first Timothy chapter 5, it says they that sin, rebuke, reproof, Openly that the others may fear. Open rebuke is better than secret love. Next one. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. You want me to come and kiss you? Though you did wrong. But if I wound you, Because of my faithfulness to you, my loyalty is to you. That's why I'm correcting you. That's why it's wounding you. Because I care. Because you are my son. Because you are my sheep. Because you are my, my, whatever it is that you are. Yeah, you are my crown. The crown I receive for my work. I should care about you. Because you are the Yudia and Sintike. They say I should come and settle the disagreements with you. And now you say, I prefer Yudia to Sintiki. Why? Even if I've wounded you, remember my friend, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Whenever you hear a wound because of rebuke, remember who's speaking. He cares about you. He puts you in that position. He cares. You want me to come and kiss you when you are doing wrong? 
That's deceitful. That's an enemy who does that. That's a Judas. Deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. So open rebuke is better than secret love. I love you and she's hide the love in secret because I can't rebuke you. No, real love will rebuke. Interpret the rebuke with these scriptures and you'll be fine. Clap for the Lord Jesus. You'll be fine. Once Jesus had to address Peter. You know Peter? He said, Peter, Peter, Simon, Simon, Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired. Now you see his desire, who it is they are referring to? Satan. He lies at the door. His desire is for you. Satan has desired to have you. His desire is to have you. To move you out of the light into darkness. His desire is to not not to destroy you. To have you. He desires you. Look. Somebody got the concordance. Click on desire and see what is there. He said, a craving to, to have you and to torture you. Yeah, I'll click on my desire. Has desired. Is the word excitomay. Is to put a demand, to demand you. For trial, to ask, beg for oneself. Please give him to me. I really want him. Means to crave, to have power over you. In a bad sense, it means to have for torture, for punishment. The Lord says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. You know, that word sift is sinazo. To shake by inward agitation. You are like a train. To try one's faith to the verge of overthrow. That's what it means. Satan has desired to have you and to agitate you to the point of losing your faith. Michael, is that not what your says? Yeah. So, whoever rebukes you wants you in, but Satan wants you out and wants you out to torture you, to sift you to the point where your faith fails and is overthrown. Yens places a demand I want. Mouth is watering, craving for you. Most people that go out there and lose their ministry, this is the starting point. And all of you have been in before. 
Some of you are carrying some as I speak. It's not offense for transfers. It's offense from rebukes and corrections. And let me tell you, so long as you remain a son in this house, rebukes and corrections will be the way of life. Clap for the Lord Jesus. We will follow scripture. Yesterday, I asked Reverend Daniel to go and change his shirt. Do you, you remember? Because that's not the dressing here. When I finished, somebody called me. Oh, I want to introduce him to you. This is our bishop's husband. I said, I know. I knew what the person was trying to say. Mm. I just said, I know. I know. So what? So we should not correct him. I know what the person was trying to tell me. He said, how dare you tell the bishop's husband to go and wear a t-shirt to come. And unfortunately, he's my friend, so I called him Daniel. Don't bring yourself at all. We respect, no, 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 no. That's not, the point is not because I'm a convener. We respect Sister Marka, Bishop Richard, and everybody. But, correction is the way of life. He was not offended. He was not, we've chatted far more since that time than we've chatted before. But the person was worried. The man is standing taller today than yesterday. Even he himself is saying, why was no problem? Clap for the spirit of correction. The bishop's husband accepts correction. But you, this shrimp, tilapia, tilapia lady pastor, you are not even as tall as him or as big. Hey. The bishop's wife, a husband. <laughs> Tell somebody, what's your problem? <laughs> let me tell you this is why some of your children are the way they are you are not like Abraham you are not like Abraham Abraham God told him Genesis chapter 18 verse 17 how shall I hide from Abraham that which I will do Knowing, verse 18, that Abraham shall become a great and a mighty nation and will become a blessing to the whole earth. Verse 19. For I know him. God knows him that he will 
command his children and his household after him that they may keep the ways of the Lord. Yeah. To do judgment and justice that I may be able to bring to pass what I have said concerning him. If you are not corrected, God's plan for you will never come to pass. <laughs> Your late president here has been under fire. This conference was going to be canceled. They were doing something wrong. I said, Look, when I came to the meeting, they had discussed all the plans for the company. They had discussed, excited. So I entered the meeting. <laughs> I said, Okay, so what's the plan? Oh, yeah, we're doing this, we're doing this. I said, Okay. What are the numbers? We have 400 pastors here. There were 114 registered. I said, forget it. Forget it. I said, I ain't coming for this conference. I will not come. No, we will not come. Oh, no, no. We are working on it. I said, don't tell me you are working on it. Where are the numbers? We don't do things this way. Europe, you are not better than Ghana. You are not better than America. You can't just bring mediocre numbers and expect the whole system to come here. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? You get it? (laughs) And I said, the conference is canceled. And there was silence. Immediate silence. I also kept quiet. Yeah. It's cancelled. Forget it. We're closed. Forget it. Silence. For a long time. And I had a little small voice here. Still small voice. <laughs> I moved on to the next topic. We discussed. We prayed. We did everything. We're about to leave. Someone said, so, about that thing? I said, okay, listen. It's on the table. It is canceled. We have another meeting on Monday to pray for the, the program. I don't mind keeping that prayer. We can pray. It can be next year. It's still prayer. <laughs> so we are going to maintain the prayer for it, but let it be known it's canceled. But since we are going to have a meeting, if you, these are the numbers we want. This is a 14. It was 30 something percent. Who does that? He said, Go and tell Bishop that you are bringing 34 percent or 39 percent of your pastors. Go and tell Bishop Richard and see what they will tell you. I operate with how they operate. Yeah. Huh. In Ghana, they were almost 80. In America, they were almost 80 percent. You bring 39 percent. What do you think you are? You are Europe, so what? Oh, sure. Who said here? <laughs> Listen. Then look between Thursday and Monday. You should see. You should see. You should see fire, power, fire. All oh, many of you were called. Are you not happy you came? Are you not happy you came? 
Next time, don't give your people such trouble. What a beautiful conference we've had. I dare say this is probably the best conference out of all three. I think so. Dr. Nash, I think so. Really, I think so. By the grace of God. Where sin abounds, grace also abounds even more. May the grace work on you. May you behave better. May you be correctable. Europe, we have been known to Stingy. Yes, especially UK. We have been known to be proud. It must be corrected. Lay world women will be strongest here in the name of Jesus. We will become better than America, better than Ghana, better than the others because of the spirit of correction. Say amen. Yeah, you see. You see. Amen. Sit down. (laughs) Clap for the Lord Jesus. It's too beautiful, isn't it? Never be afraid of your children to correct them. Even at home. Don't. It's wrong. And some of you, especially those of us in the Western world, we don't spank anymore. We don't beat anymore. Your children. Remember we said about um, King David, he had spoiled his son rotten because he never reprimanded, rebuked, corrected, spanked nothing. First Kings chapter 5, chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. He didn't rebuke. Unlike Abraham who commanded, David did not. Good Christian, but was not good at fathering. Look at what happened to the children. Yeah. The, the, the message, message Bible. Bible says he spoiled him rotten, not even once reprimanding or reproving him. That's what happens to people when you don't rebuke them, when you don't. Lay people have a problem with rebuke and correction because of our experience, because of our secular, we have money. Lay people have money. Lay people, a lot of them are CEOs and things, for office, official people, and then you come to the church and you treat me that way. You know who I am? Who are you? Who are you? Oh. How much are, are you paid anyway? What are, is your position that you are talking about? God can do more. God can do more. God can do more. Yeah, I see you, so what? Calm down. Even the fact that you are touching that CEO is a sign that you are proud. Not you, but that person. Children must be trained. Proverbs chapter, chapter uh, 13, verse 24. He that spares his rod hates his son. But he that loves him chasteneth him betimes. Don't spoil your children. I'll interject here. Proverbs 19 verse 18. Chasten your son while there is hope. Let not thy soul spare for his crying. Hmm. 
All of you who don't spank because you say, oh, they spanked me, I was so angry, I didn't like the way my father did, and this. And you too, they are not spanking you, and you are happy. Let me tell you, the Bible says the next one, foolishness is bound to the heart of a child, and the rod of correction will send it far from him. Bring that one. Rod of correction will send it far. Sometimes the foolishness that is bound to the heart of a child doesn't go away. And then people misbehave. Proverbs 22, 15. Yeah. People misbehave. And then it is the foolishness is not taken out because there's no spanking. And then they grow up. When they grow up, because of you didn't do your job, irresponsible parent at home. The school principal has to do your job. Your child is being punished. Who do you think you are? And then he's kicked out of school. Then you take another school, private school, and you want them never to, and then you go and fight the teachers and you remove them. No problem. Then the child grows up and gets a job. He's fired. It's a foolishness that's still working. It's bound to the heart of a child. That child still has foolishness. The rod of correction was not used, so it's not gone. Then, okay, he gets another job, he gets another, okay, I'll do my own business. I'm a CEO, my own job. No problem. Nobody can rebuke you. Then you get married. Suddenly, your husband is beating you. It's true. Another is a good thing. The foolishness is still acting. Your wife has slapped you. Your wife has divorced you. I don't want to see this. Myself. Foolishness is working. Hey, you don't agree. By the time right, you're in prison. He's in prison. Yeah. Police has to do the job that the father or the mother didn't do. Prison is also it's time out that you should have given that you never gave to that child. Now the police has to give time out. Time out. Get to the corner. We don't want your behavior to affect anybody. That's what is happening. Me, my children, you get it. You got to get it. Papa! Amen. So it's very important. All of you, spank your children and explain to them. One time, one of my sons wrote an essay to the teacher about my parents. I love my, one of the things, I love my mother because she spanks me when I misbehave so that the foolishness will go out of me. The teacher called us, said, Mama, we're not allowed to spank these kids. Thank you for putting into, I wish all parents would do what you're doing. Called us to the side. Said many of them, they come, you correct them, they say, I'll tell my mother, and they tell the mother, mother comes here. But this one writes, I love my mother because she spanks me when I do foolishness so that the foolishness will go out of me. They called us into a, a meeting, staff meeting, thanked us. All people know, even the police that say don't spank them, they know. Believe me, they know that you are doing the right thing. Just don't spank them with a rod of anger, but the rod of correction. Do you know there's a rod of anger? It's in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 5. Oh, Assyrian, the rod of mine anger and the staff in their hand is my indignation. The Lord's anger was used through the Assyrian to punish Israel. And he really destroyed them. And he said, I won't do it again. Clap for Jesus. 
The next one. The struggles of the lay pastor. Lay pastors struggle with delegated authority. You see, as our church grows bigger and bigger and bigger, some of you will never see the bishop. Mm. There will be some of you will be surprised you may not even get in touch with Bishop Richard. You will have to have to deal with people who are branch pastors or lay presidents or constituency overseers or your overseer. Somebody. Those are the people you have to deal with. And when they give you the instruction, you see, and, and you say, oh, who are you? Uh, I mean, you can't tell me what to do. You, 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 you have spoiled the growth process. Yeah. Look, our church will not always be this cute, cozy, small family of people. This conference we're having, mark it, it will never be this small again. By the grace of God. You'll never be able to have a conference in this room again. Not a little world movement conference. By the grace of God. It will be too small. There will be more pastors. Yeah. Europe will grow. The numbers will grow in Jesus' name. By the grace of God. North, I mean, Europe, if you say you, I mean, Reverend Chidi talks to you about doing something, he says, I would like to see Sister Maka. Or Reverend Imaris says, I like to talk to Sister Maka myself. Why? Well, where are you going to see Sister Maka? It may not be able to come there. But Reverend Imaris is the mouthpiece of Sister Maka. We need to respect. And the reason why lay pastors do that is because many of us are very experienced. We've been there for long. We have related with higher authorities. And because of this growth, we have been moved to the periphery a little bit. And somebody has been put in charge. The person may be full-time and even younger. You have to accept the delegated authority. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 1 verse 19 the Bible says in verse 20, and the angel answering said, this is Gabriel, I am Gabriel. Gabriel came and told Zacchaeus, Zacharias, that God is going to give you a son. He shall call his name John. You know, and all that, he'll be a forerunner of Jesus Christ. All these prophecies. And then John is doubting and saying, ah, it's, like, it's like, who is this guy who's saying things? You know how old I am? You don't know how old my wife is? challenging and being funny a bit. See, this is where people say that God discriminates against men because Mary said the same thing. He did. <laughs> Other people also say, be very careful the way you treat women because God likes them. Because what you can say to a man, don't try and say it to a woman. Don't do it the same way. They are too different. They are the weaker verses. God sees them as such. Yeah. You, know, you can't use the same treatment. They are tender. They are the weaker. Men, try and treat the women with some tenderness. Some of us are too hard. Too harsh. No, you can't speak to them that way. My wife used to say, wah, wah, wah. And one time I asked her, what is this that you're doing? She said, no, I'm not agreeing with you. My passion has come. I'm just passionate about what I say. So these days, when it gets to the point where we are discussing that, I say, oh, your passion is coming. Your passion is coming. 
I said, come. Instead of passioning the voice, let's use the passion somewhere else. Your passion has come. I just put my arms around her. Sister, 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 your passion is coming. Let's use it properly. Instead of, instead of your passion tearing us apart, let your passion bring us together. That's all. Treat the women with gentleness. They are the women. They are the weaker vessels. They are the weaker vessels. According to 1 Peter chapter 3, they are the weaker vessels. They can't handle many things. That's why they scream. Ah, they can't handle it. They can't, the pressures. Ah, ah, I mean, you come home and then I'm watching television. Why? It's almost like you don't like me to watch television. Ah. <laughs> and then you say, but what, what, why is it? Uh, uh, why haven't you taken out the, the, the food to tow? Why is the washing still in the machine and it's not been put in the dryer? There you go. Are you still sitting there? To whom shall I go? <laughs> then I told my wife. And all that is not making me do it because I'm also angry. Why haven't you done it? I said, my wife, come. What do you want? You want me to bring the food out of the refrigerator? When you come, say, please bring the food. It's simple. Don't say, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you? You want results. Do what brings results. Simple. These questions, am I in a, 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 a trial or something? He said, not what you want, women. You want the food to be taken out? You want the washing to be moved? You want to see it? Don't come as, why haven't you done it? Honey, can you please take the washing there? I will come up. I will turn the television off immediately and I'll do it. Uh, can you bring the freezer? I'll do it. Why haven't you done I'm on my television. You're asking me a question. I don't have an answer. Let's carry on. Why haven't you done I didn't hear the second one. Let's carry on. Are you still sitting there? No, I'm even lying down now. <laughs> Clap for Jesus. <laughs> A soft answer turneth away wrath. A soft answer. Amen. I receive it. I'll live long. Amen. A foolish word stirs up wrath stirs up wrath Proverbs 15 I believe there's one stirs up wrath but a soft answer soft answer turn it away wrath grievous words stir up anger grievous words stir it up anger grievous words stir it up anger grievous words stirs up anger so I'm angry Bible says a word fitly spoken. Huh? It's like apple, Proverbs 15, verse 11. It's like apples of gold on pictures of silver. It's beautiful. Honey, sweet, sugar, 
Can you please apple pie? I will do it. Cry. Cry. I'll do it. Cry. It's easy. Proverbs 25, 11. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. What were we saying that we got there? It's also good, eh? Yeah. We are coming home. Don't worry. It's just a little detour. But somebody needed this. Somebody's home is blessed. Somebody's home is going to be blessed from today in Jesus' name. Treat them softly. First Peter chapter 3. I think it's verse 7 or so. Or verse 5. The woman is a weaker vessel. Likewise, ye husband, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Many of us, our ministries, the way it is going, man, is because of the way we treat our wives. You are operating at half grace. It's not even half grace, it's no grace. Because the women are joined as together with us of the grace of life. So when you have a joint account, they require two signatures to honor the check. And you've signed for grace. Only one signature. You have battered down the other signatory. She can't sign. You throw in the check, it bounces back. It will not. We are joint as of the grace of life. Me, I do my best to treat my wife well so that the check will not bounce. I want the full grace of life because at the joint signatory, marriage has an impact on ministry. Yeah. Why don't you want to be happy? Learn to forgive. Learn to let go. Do you know? They said, if your wrath and your countenance stays there, sin lies at the door. Its desire is for you. Overcome it. Romans chapter 12, the last verse. When you have offense and things, your own wife is there. You are hungry, you can't ask for food. You are thirsty, you can't ask for drink. You have milk to share. You can't share. Heaven says, I draw from the man with my milk. And it's not working. A man to whom God has given riches and honor and wife and sweetheart and honeymoon and all this... And yet, you don't have the ability to take of your own and to eat. Bible says it's a disease, a common disease, a common with man. Yes, Ecclesiastes chapter 6 and verse 2. It's common disease. It's common among men. One and two. And sometimes because of some of these things. Anger. This, this, this. Solve the problem. Take away the little foxes that destroy the vine. They are spots in our feast of love. Me, I don't allow these things, though. I need my tea. I need my wife. I need my grace of life. 
Bible says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans chapter 12, verse last. Yeah. Yeah. Trouble, quarrels. Look, I can escalate the problem until we talk it. You yourself, you know there's a problem. We would sit on the bed and talk and resolve it. After that, we'll cool it off. We will not sleep until we've resolved it. Let not the sun go down on thy wrath. You're going to wake up in the morning to pray. Who are you going to pray to? God says, even when you bring a good sacrifice and you have an issue, go back. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I want to come in. I don't want to go back. I want to come to the Lord. I want to be able to be there and deal with it. I will solve the issue. We will resolve it. When I finish, I'll tell you, have you resolved it? Then let's do it. Yeah. So that I can pray. So that she can lay her hands on me. She's also anointed. Why are you suffering? Nice, voluptuous wife. Nice husband with biceps and hairs. That when the hairs rub upon your chest, you yourself, you know something is doing you. All the, you are looking at the hairs and you are dreaming in your heart, but you can't come out of pride and anger. Let Jesus lock us in the room forever. Can you sing it? Let him lock. I, I know that we are talking about this. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Hey, where is that? Do you have it? What's happening to the microphone? Is he they spoils the front? Who is a microphone man? Sing. Liking you has brought me here. Come on, come on. Let's take a little break. Why not? Jesus, I hey, need your hey, hand. Hey, 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 I like it. Come on, 
Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse number 19 and then 6 verse 2. Bring them up. Watch this. What? What a church. What I say, what a church. Say, what a family. What a church. What a church. What a church. What a family. Together forever. This is what the devil is sinners at the door. His desire is to have you and to torture, to sift you. It means to shake you and bring agitation to the point of actually uh, losing your faith. The Bible says you must overpower it. Look at that. Every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and has given me the power to eat thereof. Church like this tend to enjoy it. Marriage to enjoy it. And to take his portion and to rejoice in his labor. This is a gift from God. But 6, 1 and 2. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun and it's common among men. Verse 2. A man to whom God has given the same riches, wealth, and honor. So that he doesn't even, he wants nothing for his soul, all that he desires. Yet God giveth him no power to eat thereof. But a stranger eats it. This is vanity. And it's an evil disease. Okay, your wife or your husband that you are not enjoying. Eh? I don't like enjoying them. Not sexually, necessarily. People like them. People like chatting with them. They, they are nice to people. People like hearing them talk, hearing them sing, hearing them. Yeah, they feel blessed around them. You are not blessed. You are not blessed. Enjoy. You can have higher blessings. Yeah. Yeah. Rejoice. Look, Mika, all the maidens were enjoying David and his dance. And you, you are home. Yeah, look at the king. Why is my king dancing? Why are you dancing like that? Rather, meanwhile, he came home. To, did you know he came home to bless his family? You know, let me move on to the next thing. The next thing is lay people struggle with combining secular life with ministry. Secular life. Secular life. Listen, when we are doing ministry, 
we should remember that we have another life as well. Yeah, we do ministry, do it well. And I think we've talked, we are going to do ministry. But the Bible says a false balance is an abomination unto the Lord. But the just weight is his delight. A false balance is an abomination. You have to have a balance. You have to be able to juggle well. And many of us, we do so well in ministry, but we don't do as well when it comes to our domestic life, when it comes to our academic life, when it comes to our job-related life, when it comes to even taking care of our own selves. You're very good in the pulpit, Madam Lady Pastor, but you're not good in the kitchen. Proverbs 11.1 A false abomination A false balance is an abomination You're not good in the kitchen You've come for a nice all night Your husband is hungry Put food down Somebody told me me, I, I cut all my vegetables and everything And I freeze them When my husband wants fresh food I don't, It's not now that I'm going to the groceries It's not now that I'm going to cut things They've been cut already I just bring them out Within minutes it's ready That's smart That's, a, that's somebody who has a good balance Yeah I like it Yeah you are so good, but look at your results, Mr. First Lover, Madam First Lover. Look at your grace. You have no wisdom to balance. The Bible says there were Hebrew boys who were good at ministry. Someone like Daniel. Bible says he was so strong in spiritual things. In Daniel 1.8, he purposed in his heart never to be defiled with the meat that was served even to the king. I will not do anything that affects my anointing, that affects my ministry. Anything that I will do full heart for the ministry but yet this guy was so smart academically did well Bible says Daniel 1.17 as for these Hebrew boys God gave them knowledge acquired knowledge is of God and skill in learning and wisdom even he gave them visions and dreams and verse 20 of all that they were examined in among the mag- magicians and astrologers they were 10 times better than their colleagues they studied they used their gifts to study we have all been students we will study knowing there's an all night I will do all my studying sometimes at the all night I'll bring my books yeah I sleep a little, I read a little, I pray a little, I read a little, I'm praying. After all, the mind is unfruitful when you are speaking in tongues. Ah, the ulnar nerve passes behind the olecranon fossa. I see. So surface anatomy. Then I see the I say, then I palpate my olecranon fossa. So that's the ulnar nerve. I see a tingling. Oh, that's the ulnar nerve. It's on the ulnar part. The last two and a half digits. Ah, then I see. Then I'm moving. Then I'm moving. Balance. Balance. I am doing my procedure and I have a mask. Combining effectively. 
They think I'm singing an African song. That's so be it. He does speak at Nananota. Edify it himself. By the time I come charged for the evening service. Although I've been looking in the rectum. Balance. Yes. That's balance. That's balancing. Why? Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 3. In all these things, so that the ministry be not blamed. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry will not be blamed for your inadequacies, for your deficiencies, for your wife's inabilities and some of you are truly not good even in bed. I told you the last time. And you won't learn. And you won't learn. Your wife is not happy. And when she complains, you say, are you a prostitute? No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Where should she go? To whom shall we go? (laughs) Get a book, the marriage manual, and see the different styles and bring some semblance of variety in the different the acrobatics and the gymnastics they are all in the book modern marriage yeah aerobics are possible when I had my honeymoon I told you me I was secondary virgin my wife is a primary virgin yeah she was anatomically a virgin <laughs> I was a spiritual virgin. Yes. Yes. Virginized by the blood. So the meeting was a bit, you know, unfair. It's like Brazil meeting. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like Brazil meeting Togo. <laughs> so, but I was very surprised that, you know, the one or two things. And we were at par. And I said, wow, something is happening. When we were coming from the honeymoon, lo and behold, she pulled out a book. And what was the title? Intended for Pleasure. At that time, modern marriage had not been written with annotations. I said, yes. This is the reason. Everything she was talking about was in the book. That the ministry will not be blamed. We learned it together. My goodness. A good start. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So let's be good at the other areas in life. Let the finances also be excellent. We don't eat tongues. There must be money in the house. Don't be lazy. Some of us are lazy. Straightforward lazy. But that's not what the Bible says. Your spirituality shouldn't make you lazy. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Not being slothful. Don't be slothful. But be fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. The first thing is not even in fervency in spirit. Is don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Reverend Steve. That's what the Bible is saying. 
God says, don't be slothful in your business. You're so lazy at work. You've lost two jobs already. What's wrong with you? God forbid. You're going to school. Go to the highest possible. Make the highest amount of or, or highest degrees. I went to school for 36 years of my life. If you're going to go to full time to start early. Yeah, start early to do the ministry. But if you're not sure, keep going. In life, you are paid either for your muscle strength or your brain strength. If you are paid for your muscle, you are limited to just a certain level of mechanical. Anybody employs you, people have to employ you. Mechanical, they don't pay you much. You have to do three jobs and things to make it. And unfortunately, you are limited by age. Because at a certain age, your muscles deteriorate and younger people will take over. Even if you want to do three jobs, you don't have the ability to do it. And your money goes down. But as you grow, your responsibilities become, become more. And the need for money becomes more. So you should invest in something that makes, that increases and upgrades such that when your need for finances come, so that is the mind. That is the mind. That one upgrades. Experience adds to it. And now they pay more and more and more. And you can do less because the energy is lower, but you are paid more. And then you can cover some more and even spend for ministry. Clap for Jesus. Amen. You know, Nosh, I have one more very important thing to say. But I want us to just break you know, for a song or so. And then I will, I, will, I will continue because that's very important. Clap for the Lord Jesus. That's very, very, very important. Do you want us to sing together forever again? Or you give us another song? Just a short break because what I'm coming to tell you is very important. Do you want to hear? Wow. 